Let's head on down to uh, the director of golf at Innisbrook, Bobby Barnes, has joined us. Bobby, what's going on this morning? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on the show today. Yeah, uh, obviously a little uh, a dis- bummer, a little disappointed, <laughs> right. but we understand the circumstances. Uh, how are you guys setting up? I mean, we were sitting here talking about this Florida swing, and and for me, I think the Players Champion. I think Sawgrass. Uh, nine under with the lead after round one, the way the conditions were going to be playing out and the way that the weather was looking come Sunday, that was going to be one bear of a golf course. How are you guys setting up conditions wise? Yeah, we, uh, we were looking probably similar to, uh, the rest of the Florida swing, like, uh, you know, Bay Hill the week before, uh, with the, with the hard, fast conditions, the thick rough, um, you know, wind always plays a factor here. So, you know, I was actually kind of surprised to see the scores as low as, as they were uh, for the players on Thursday. I think you would have saw scoring similar to maybe not quite um, as high as Bay Hill um, as a four-under winner, but I think we were probably going to be somewhere around eight or nine, um, and that kind of historically is what we're at. So obviously a lot of disappointment here. The golf course could not be in better shape, oh. and uh, I know our members are pretty excited to get out and play it now. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Bobby, what's, what is the economic impact as far as uh, monies that are donated for charity and, and, and all that when you lose a golf tournament uh, for a year like we're yeah, doing here? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question, and, and I think, you know, they're, they're – the charities around the local Tampa community probably are the biggest losers yeah. in this. Um, last year, um, Copperhead Charities um, raised over two million dollars for the uh, the Tampa Bay area for you know different local charities. So that all will not be lost. Um, we definitely have a lot of efforts going on right now. Um, you know, Jay Monahan kind of mentioned it yesterday. Yeah, in his I, I press saw that interview. Yeah about, uh, you know, just the extra food um, that they have and, and getting with the local food banks and things of that nature. And so we're really stepping up our efforts to do the same thing, too. Um, with the school closures, we were already on spring break, and then now Pinellas County and, and, and a lot of the other ones are following suit. Uh, we'll actually be, the kids will be out of school the week uh, after as well. So we're really ramping up our efforts to try to get all this extra food that was brought in um, to be able to put on all the the functions and and things whatnot that were going on and trying to get those to the local food banks. So, but to answer your question, I mean, two million dollars was donated last year to local charities. So, um, you know that that's it will not all be lost, but that kind of gives you the gravity of of the magnitude of you know this impact. Yeah, Jay also mentioned in that in that presser yesterday about how. You know these these local charitable um, organizations who they look so forward to the PGA Tour event coming to town because that funds a lot of their year, uh, and yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people think about that, Bobby. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. I mean, it I is. know when the news came out, I was sitting next to my wife in the car, and she got a text just from the local high school that said, "Oh no, this is our major fundraiser of the year." Yeah to get out to the golf course and they help with the concessions. And so, yeah, you really don't think about all those things on how it has impacted just about everybody in the community in one way or the other, whether it be directly through a charity or, you know, to this baseball team that, that high school looks forward to their major fundraiser to get them through the year. And so, yeah, it, it is devastating. And, and, uh, you know, I know a lot of other people are going through it too, just with all the coronavirus and the cancellations and the travel and this and that, but yeah, it really hit us hard. I mean, the timing for us, you know, the week before the Valspar championship is just devastating. Yeah, well, and, you know, I, I try and look for the silver lining in things, and this gives uh, 
you know, everybody in this country an opportunity to uh, pull up those bootstraps and, and try and help out everybody that they possibly can. And, and you know, we, we know there's a tremendous trickle-down effect from this from, uh, you know, not just from the, the golf world, but any sports world and, and how it impacts people on hourly wages and all of that stuff. I mean, uh, there, there's a lot of impact for this. So, again, there's an opportunity for all of us to, uh, to, to, to try and help every single person out that we possibly can. Yeah, no, you're right, and uh, I'm glad you said that because that's kind of been our efforts the last couple of days is to say, okay, this just happened. Um, now, you know, silver lining, how how can we, you know, turn this into a positive? And, and that's kind of the story there with, with all the food. You know, how can we get this out to the food banks now and, and feed, uh, you know, families? Um, and especially, you know, there, there's a lot of families in this country, not just in the Tampa Bay area, that uh, look forward to going to school to have a really good hot meal. And so, you know, that was one of examples, one of many examples that we're going to try to do now to to have, you know, all this preparation that went into having, you know, hundreds of thousands of people here, uh, all the preparation that goes to that, and now turning that around and getting it out to the community. So it's a great point. Yeah, and I think we have the opportunity in the golf world to, uh, you know, maybe potentially start looking at some uh, some additional charity type events, you know, to raise money for whatever, you know, whatever cause, whatever opportunity there is out there. Maybe there's a chance to start some new things and and try and help out as many people as they can. Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking, Maddie, that you know maybe we need to do something from yeah. from the radio show standpoint with one of our golf courses or all of our golf courses that are sponsors of ours to to maybe start a tournament and, and start funding some of these things and see where we can take this. Cause you know, we can all go out and still play golf. I That's mean, right. obviously it's a crowd, but at the same time, if we're, if we, we we're you know, uh, diligent in how we handle things and, and just make sure that we do it the right way. And obviously we want to see things turn around and, and um, you know, we want to see confirmed cases and stuff like that start to go on the downslope as weather gets warmer. We know that hopefully as we see with flu season, that things start to get better. So, obviously pay attention to what's going on and make the appropriate moves at the appropriate time. Right, Bobby? Yeah, no, you make a good point. And, you know, Jay kind of echoed those comments yesterday in the press conference that, you know, golf is still the greatest game on earth. Um, you know, get outside and play. A lot of these precautionary measures that we're taking are to avoid the large gatherings, but that doesn't mean that we can't get out, play golf, enjoy the time with our family. Lots, uh, you know, in the coming days, a lot of people are going to be, you know, at home and spending time together so you know you guys bring up a good point and you know kind of to my example before about the high school baseball team that lost their fundraiser with Valspar well that's a perfect opportunity now maybe to host a, a tournament yeah. out here and and all the local golf courses and communities and, and you're right you know this country is resilient and it's in hard times like this that we seem to come together and find a way to get through it. And I don't see this being any different. I think it's a sad commentary that it takes things like this for this country to come together, Bobby. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. And, and that's where, you know, as we're talking about how golf can make an impact and it just makes me proud to be a PGA member and know that, you know, in these times we can pull together and, and help get us out of these times. So, you know, you're right. It is, it is sad sometimes that it takes that, but, you know, I, I am proud of the fact that not just with the PGA, but as an American, you know, we do rally and we do come together and, and you guys bring up a lot of good points. Well, again, Bobby, the silver lining is that uh, your members now get to go out and play a golf course that was uh, prepped for a PGA Tour tournament <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and those conditions. And I'm sure they're going to enjoy doing that. 
Yeah, the PGA Tour came in yesterday, and we were all meeting, and, and they said, hey, guys, you know, on the positive side, um, you know, what a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, they, you know, anyone that comes and plays the Copperhead, whether it be our members, the local community, or even traveling guests that, you know, we hope still come um, because we are such a great golf destination for golf, buddy golf groups and things of that nature. They are going to play the best golf course on the planet right now. I mean, yeah. there's no golf course that is in better shape. Um, it is primed, the, the detail work, all the man hours. Um, this golf course is just in perfect shape and, and it is, it's, it's, it's that silver lining that says, Hey, okay, you know, this just happened. And now you have an opportunity to come play one of the best golf courses, uh, and, and in the best shape on the planet. I would think the only downside to that is, that, you know, if you have a full tee sheet and I'm sure you do, uh, when, when amateurs start playing PGA tour setups, it's going to be a five and a half hour round, <laughs> right? You're right. Um, you know, one of the things we are doing is we're starting to uh, cut down the rough. The rough was about three inches. We're Ooh. trying to get that down um, for the average golfer. Uh, finding your golf ball in three inches of rough is not easy. Um, there definitely is, you know, we were cart pads only as we lead up into the, with that long rough. Um, so that restriction has been lifted and, you know, it's, it's, it's all finding those, those silver linings like you guys were talking about, but yeah, the golf course is pristine and it is going to beat some people up over the next couple of days. But, uh, you know, again, just what a unique rare opportunity to play a, a PGA tour ready golf course. Yeah. How many, how many strokes would you say the average golfer would uh, add to their score with these conditions based on what you normally have? I think it's at least a shot, a, a hole. And, you know, obviously if you hit the fairway and you hit the green and you two-putt, then that maybe goes out the window. But there's so many other holes where, you know, not only hitting the rough off the tee, which a lot of times, you know, if you're smart, you take your medicine, you punch it back out in the fairway and you move on. But, you know, what I find with this longer rough is around the greens. Um, even good golfers in a couple inches of rough when you're, you know, what would normally maybe be a pretty makeable up and down, you know, maybe you don't get it up and down. Suddenly now in this rough, you're seeing one, two, three, four extra shots as guys are just saying, like, how do you hit this little five-yard shot out of this rough and, and, and even keep it on the green? So, you know, I'd say on average, I'd say some of the guys walk off and, and probably have 15 extra shots, uh, you know, incorporated just because it's so easy to rack it up in the rough. And the greens are slick, too. So, right. you know, if you guys remember during the Riviera tournament, the, uh, the, the, the image on the screen popped up that, you know, Riviera was the number one uh, three putt golf course inside of five feet <laughs> yeah. and Copperhead was number three. And those greens right now are probably rolling about a 12. And so you combine that with the rough <laughs> it's and, and, a, and a 15 handicapper, and you've got a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby, we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Uh, again, uh, thanks for coming on and uh, we'll get back to your event next year. Yeah, no, we appreciate the coverage, guys. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. And, you know, I'll look forward to talking to you next year under some better circumstances. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks a lot.